Hello, dear listener, and welcome to episode four of Commusician Pod. Episode four, Mr. Turner. How do you feel it's, about that? It's gone quick, isn't it? it they has. have uh, they've flown by, mate. They say time flies when you're having fun, and uh, I, 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 well, I know we both are having lots of fun. So hopefully, you, dear listener, uh, have enjoyed the ride too. Absolutely, and I, I must uh, quickly just say, you know. There are other activities that you can do um, whilst you're listening to us. You don't have to be hoovering. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) What I love is that if someone has just randomly started listening to uh, the pod on episode four and they've neglected, (laughs) they think, oh, we'll check it out and see whether we like it. And then if if it's good, we'll go back to episode one. They're going to be like, what? (laughs) listening to why would you listen to hoover idiot um but but that was true although actually i did uh i did some lawn mowing and i put our podcast in uh to kind of proofread as it were and make sure that it was all good uh so i literally did listen to our pod uh while having a loud noise going on so there you go you win that one Thank you very much. Well done. I'll take that. Well I'll done. take that. Um, so we are we're on episode four. Um, this is Commusician Pod. It's the podcast where a comedian, uh, that's me, Fitz. And a musician, that's me, Sam. Yeah, you are. Um, a musician-ish, I rather cruelly um, called you when we were kind of planning this, because, well, you play bass. But um, but we've, we've, we've scrapped that, because you are a damn fine musician and a damn fine man, if I may say so. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, you might be able to tell, as we record this, I um, it's, it's kind of evening time, and my little girl woke me up at 2 a.m. this morning, um mm. and didn't go back to bed so i'm feeling the burn i've got like a third wind um and i'm a little bit giddy plus i'm just excited to pod <laughs> excited to pod that's a good good turn of phrase yeah, right there it is um and this was a good episode wasn't it we had a lot of fun with this one really was yeah absolutely i really enjoyed it it's all about our inspirations um and what's really interesting about this episode is as as i'm sure you're aware um that halfway through we kind of came up with the premise of this pod we did. Yeah, we did. It, it started off, um, I mean, Inspirations, I think, was clearly something that the second we thought about the podcast, uh, it was something that we thought, well, we've got to do an episode on what inspires us and what we like. And um, that was the plan, really, wasn't it? We started off thinking, well, we'll talk a little bit about comedians that have inspired me and musicians that have inspired you. And uh, as you'll hear, dear listener, uh, it, it kind of turns into something else um, <laughs> for the better, for the better, I think. And uh, it means that we've I mean, we can be real. We've neglected comedy in this pod, um, or this yeah. episode, I should say. But we will, we'll be back for sure. With um... we will. However, we might not be back with comedy for a little while because this episode turned into a part two, or, <laughs> or a two-parter rather. Yeah, it did. Um, so yeah, for for the next two weeks, dear listeners, you will be listening to musical inspirations. But um, with with a fairly unique twist in that there's many musical inspirations that I have not heard of at all. So <laughs> there's um, a comedian that doesn't know uh, a lot about music. Yes, I <laughs> know what I likes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's hopefully uh, you enjoy the episode, guys. Um, quick shout out to everyone who's got in touch and offered feedback so far. Um, we've just been blown away by by people taking the time to get in touch. So thank you from from both of us. I'm sure. Absolutely. And if you can, everybody, please do share it. You know, uh, if you've got a WhatsApp thread message group, just chuck it on that. Uh, You know, somebody else might like to listen to it as well. 
it's it's such a small thing that that you can do but honestly it would mean it would mean the world like we've we've been staggered we see where our kind of podcast is downloaded and and we've got listeners in hong kong and you know full disclosure that's my brother and his family uh which which i love but but like they they will share that with their friends and 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 that's how it works you know and i'd love mm. to see i'd love to see the far flung corners of the the globe that we could take this and um it like i say if you've enjoyed it please do share it and for those of you that have already thank you so much absolutely and it's um we've actually got seven listeners in italy as well i don't know if you've seen that yeah. so seven different downloaders in italy which i'm i'm you know kind of hoping that it's got something to do with the godfather and <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the named one you're a chosen one mate you're the main man <laughs> nice absolutely oh nice. well let's get on with it shall we <laughs> a little bit of hesitation there we didn't know who's gonna go um but yes let's get on with the on with the pod and uh we'll see you at the end for the outro enjoy enjoy sun is shining the weather is sweet again is it is what's it like over there it's absolutely beautiful yeah it's been lovely for the last few days actually i'm very very thankful very nice indeed good well it's lovely to see you again yeah um lovely to see you albeit pixelated in pixelated (laughs) form um but that's fine absolutely how um how have you been it's monday morning how was your weekend it's good man yeah um Jodie came around yesterday, which is kind of the highlight of my weekend. So she popped over, um, lovely, just for a cup of tea and to bring me some bedding because I only had one set of bedding here. Um, and then she looked in my room and was just like, "I don't know how you're living like that." And I was like, well, <laughs> "What do you mean?" She went, "You've got your life in your room. Like, there's you've moved everything in." So what we did mm. is we've moved loads of stuff to my car, and then she's taken my car and parked it on her drive. Okay, like the things I'm not going to need, like my, you know, my kind of my gigging amps and stuff like that so i've just I, you know there's no way i'm going to need them so let's just get rid of it and then we've made Fair loads, enough. made loads of room in my bedroom and whereabouts does she live uh she she only lives about a, a, like a two minute drive away okay so, oh, so if i can work out your address and then a, a radius of two minute two minute drive I'm, i might be able to get myself some free amps you might get yourself some good gear but it is a gravel drive and there is a german shepherd that lives in the house so you can try Lovely. um you might that, be is that Donna the German Shepherd when you come back? <laughs> is that Donna the German Shepherd? That is Donna the German Shepherd. That's, yeah. Well, the, I know I know all about Donna and I know how much of a threat she is, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> the the failed for anyone, dog. <laughs> for anyone listening, um, Sam lives in Birmingham, so if you go to Birmingham and drive in a two-minute radius from there, um, you you might find some gear. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for you're welcome. Thanks for the um, cover. Although, just FYI, we do not condone um, any behaviour like that. So, <laughs> that, so we, that we don't. You are correct. Ah, oh, well, I'm pleased. That, I'm pleased that you get to got to see Jodie. That's nice. Yeah, been, um, how about yours? What's your weekend been like at the uh, at the in-laws? Um, it has been interesting. I think is the easiest way to describe it. Continue. Um, one or two. One or two family um, moments of tension, but it's been all right um generally speaking broadly speaking things are fine um had a very interesting experience so we talked last week about virtual gigs and i did my first ever virtual gig of sorts oh wow oh go on yes tell us about that um so i uh i was asked to appear on bbc radio somerset 
um wow. nine, nine o'clock on saturday night um and and it was quite nice because you know normally on a saturday night that's what i'd be doing i'd be gigging but but it was weird because basically um obviously i'm i sat in the room where i'm recording now which in case you forgot is a 14 year old girl's bedroom um but <laughs> oh, i didn't forget from the wallpaper behind <laughs> you <laughs> no it's beautiful isn't it um not my not my cup of tea normally, but but yeah. So it was weird. Basically, I was on a phone call with them. I didn't really know what to expect, and they said, "Oh, so we're we're having a virtual open mic night." And they had one audience member, the I guess the the DJ's mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I just did some stuff, and um, they laughed where they found it funny, and then they had some canned laughter as well, uh, which was very odd. Um, but it was it was an interesting experience. Yeah, it's certainly very different doing comedy without an audience. Um, you know, that's that's what we alluded to last week. And I think I mentioned on a few occasions that, you know, virtual comedy, w- uh, my reservation with it, if you like, was the fact that uh, you wouldn't hear the audience. And I think some of them you can do it whereby the audience's mics aren't um, uh, muted. So therefore you could hear them laugh, which... I hope happens because actually that would make it a more appealing prospect. Um, Mm. But there were a couple of moments where I did a joke and it didn't land. And I was like, oh, my goodness, (laughs) I want the world to swallow me up. Oh, I bet, Um, mate. I bet. But but generally speaking, actually, it went it went really well. I think um, there is a link online you can listen. Um, I suppose we ought to post that on our on our socials, didn't we? We absolutely will post that on our socials, one hundred percent. Yeah, nice. that that sounds really we, cool. So, but what was so? I take it you did it over the phone. Or... I did. Yeah, I did yeah. it over the phone. So I had my had my AirPods in and other brands of wireless headphones are available um <laughs> but <laughs> i'm just i'm just pre- you know they say prepare for the job that you want like yes. at one point who knows we might end up having a show on bbc and if we can get into <laughs> the art of not naming brands brilliant then we don't have to train ourselves out of it um but but yeah so i i was kind of stood up in in the room and um i made sure no one else was around um not that anyone had any particular interest in my comedy monologues to be honest um but yeah it was good it was a real it was a real experience for sure a real eye-opener to see how it could be done and and I talked a little bit about about some stuff that I've kind of thought about if you like when during this kind of isolation so I've kind of written some half bits of material out of it which was really good um None of it, I would say, is is going to get me on live at the Apollo per se. Of um, course, yeah. But one one bit, for example, that I thought was was quite good is and 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 true. You know, it's the, the best comedy. Quite often is true, or at least based in truth. Um, and um, my mum-in-law, my mother-in-law Marie, uh, she found an article where these people have been in isolation for like a month or so um just the family like like everyone will be now but uh, essentially if they were getting close to an argument they would have a safe word and then someone would say the safe word and you can just disperse go and calm down for 10 minutes and then kind of come back and our safe word is biscuits uh, which is great because anytime someone says right biscuits Maisie who's two goes yes please and the dog's go <laughs> so um yeah that's that's kind of a, a bbc friendly 
little bit that I, I thought of. There's plenty that I'm looking forward to sharing on uh, at the late night shows, let's say. Absolutely. Did you uh, did you try? I remember in episode one, um, you kind of alluded to the, the guy that stole shampoo. Um, have you added mm. that to your set yet? Do you know what? I didn't. I hadn't even remembered to do that. Um, but that's a good point. That's something that would have would have probably been all right. Um, to be honest, it was. It, I, I didn't add it, and you know, I'm not really kind of working on a set per se at the moment. Although that is something that I have started to do, and um, following the kind of uh, messages that we had from people last week. Uh, it it did inspire me to to get into it a little bit more, and I'm actually going to try and go on a, a Skype uh, writing session with Christian at some point following nice. last week. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll let you know how that goes because I think that could be really interesting. But yeah, so it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you know, the more time goes on, the more it seems that this is is going to rumble on for you know, I, no one knows, no one knows, which is the weird thing, but. Yeah. While people are going out in their droves, not in their droves, but while people are still going out, you know, it's 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 going to be a while, isn't it? So um, I have added kind of get a new 10, 15, 20 minute um, set to my isolation goals list. That's certainly something I'd, I'd like to do, but it's it's just getting structure to it. I don't know about you, but I, I find it hard to, to structure my days, I suppose, with a little person running around. I just I've just noticed your T-shirt. Uh, yes so we have johnny cash so yes. is have you done that deliberately because today we're going to be talking about our inspirations in comedy and music so is that is that a deliberate hit it's deliberate in the sense that it was the only clean t-shirt i had um <laughs> so i deliberately put it on for sure um i, I must confess i uh, hadn't kind of realized the significance of it um what's what's also going to be become very apparent is that while i love music as as i've mentioned you know my musical knowledge isn't isn't necessarily that great so of course i've heard of johnny cash and i'm familiar with some of his his music but but yeah it's it's it was a present and it's a it's a nice t-shirt but but actually it struck me that one of the things i'd, I'd certainly like to try and do moving forward is you know um last week you showed me the Bob Dylan vinyl. I think yes. it was freewheeling. It was, yeah, the freewheeling Bob Dylan. See, what I should have done and what I will try and do from now on is I should have just said, mate, do you know what? I know who Bob Dylan is and I've listened to some of his stuff, I think, but I don't really know. And I should have got you to tell me about it. Um, so, um, yeah, for, for future reference, that's perhaps what I'll try and do. But, but yeah, you, you tell me, Johnny Cash, yay or nay? Johnny, Johnny Cash <laughs> is a definite yay. So Johnny okay. Cash is... is He's one of my heroes. He is he's got real estate on my upper arm when I get that bit done. Nice. Um but the, I kind of wanted to go with like almost no no words or no names on my arm. I want it to be their logos or a silhouette. Johnny hasn't got the greatest silhouette. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't the prettiest man alive. <laughs> um so I figured that I would stick with kind of a logo but all of his logos just said cash on them. So it's quite difficult to find one. Um but what I Johnny Johnny Cash is obviously he was a country singer he was amazing and in his older days he went into kind of more of a gospel vibe um mm. but he have you ever seen the uh, the film Walk the Line is it with um Joaquin Phoenix it is yeah is that right yeah i think i've i think i've seen bits of it but but possibly in my younger days kind of towards the end of the night 
a house party or something. I um, recommend it, now. Now you've got the time. If you wanted to do any kind of musical research, if you like, okay, that film has been claimed to be pretty much spot on to oh, wow, to, okay. to his life. Um, oh, cool. You know of of how he met June Carter, his wife, and you know how how they kind of he died and then and uh, or she died and then he died not so long after, just purely pretty much through heartbreak. Broken heart, yeah. Um, yeah, his trouble with drugs, everything. So I absolutely implore you to go and watch that. It's an amazing, amazing film. Um, okay, it, nice. You know, it goes. Uh, he did it. He did it. His most one of his most famous gigs was a gig at a prison. Uh, he did the Folsom Prison, and um, oh mate, it's sensational. Do you say the false in prison? Folsom. So it's a, it's, oh. a, it's a place in America. If um, if you were if you were um, wrongly accused <laughs> and sent to prison and you went to Folsom prison for false imprisonment that would be brilliant absolutely yeah that's uh yeah <laughs> oh, so you you're in here for murder yeah but I'm in the false in prison so <laughs> yeah yeah false in prison mate no no uh, <laughs> that's, that's where the shampoo would go would go it was not me pal <laughs> can I do that it was buy one get one free um that's a little callback to was that episode one episode Blimey. one that yeah <laughs> Um, okay, cool, nice. So, um, so I've I've got podcast homework, which is good. Mm. Um, I will I will endeavour to watch that. Is it a family friendly film? I guess it's probably not. Not a Maisie friendly film, but the rest of your family would enjoy it. What? So I've got the the youngest is eleven. Uh, I I think it's a fifteen. Okay. So send send them to bed or like. I'm quite a liberal parent, but whether um whether they'll have that i don't know we'll see but yeah. certainly um certainly i will there's a lot of endeavor to there to is there is drugs use in it because he did get addicted to them okay for a time so it might be worth thinking about well to, to be fair where we are uh, and at a time like this even if they think oh yeah i'd quite fancy trying some you know the, none of the drug dealers are out at the moment because of the uh, embargo so <laughs> it'll be fine broadly fine <laughs> broadly fine yeah so i mean the the inspirations episode is one that we've kind of wanted to do for for as long as we have had the idea of, of the pod really isn't it yeah absolutely it's kind of it's one of those that it will allow our listeners to kind of get to know us a little bit more get us to know a little bit more of our background so we thought we'd kind of get it done and get it out of the way nice and early so if you don't like our inspirations and then you decide to not like us you're not invested in a podcast that you don't no longer want to listen to <laughs> Um, on on the flip side of that, and what we hope will will actually happen is you think, oh god, these guys are great, but um, they they need some taste, uh, which which <laughs> hopefully won't happen. You can um, yeah, you can you can educate us, listeners, if you think that there's any uh, any things that we need to listen to that we haven't done, then then please please do shout. I think to be honest as well, it's it's such a broad kind of um, spectrum of things. You know, I've I've done some thinking and I've kind of tried to tried to think about who my inspirations are from a comedy point of view, and I'm sure you've done done the same from a music point of view. But but actually, because there are so many artists out there, mm. you know, it's it's not even so much kind of inspirations as like just people that you love, you know, and. Um, so I I fully expect that this will be an episode that that we actually end up doing add-ons and follow-ons to further down the line, you know, because I know for a fact that I've I've got a list of names in my head of, of people that have helped me and inspired me and stuff, but actually I've missed out loads as well. Yeah, it's it's a really good point, and JD always makes a point and laughs at me because I'm forever saying like, oh, you know, listen to this. This is one of my favorite songs, or this is my favorite band, and 
like I've, I must have a million favorite songs now yeah, and yeah. hundreds of favorite bands <laughs> um, in her eyes but it's yeah so it but inspirations it's interesting because inspirations aren't just something that you'll get and grow up with inspirations are something that you'll learn as time goes on mm. so you might listen to something for the first time and then that inspires you to something else um, very true like very true. for example you know obviously as as we've spoken about before one of my biggest inspirations as a kid was elvis but then as i got older you know i, I started looking into a bit of rap and then the notorious big i stumbled upon him and then he inspired me to look into loads of that kind of west coast and east coast hip-hop um so that's um i mean that that strikes me as being a really um good conversation point actually because when i was growing up i used to listen to loads of rap as well so mm. um i some of my fondest memories are of me and my friends as soon as my, my friend dave my I think everyone's got a mate, Dave. Everybody's um, got a but, mate, Dave. <laughs> but 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 my mate Dave was um like one of the oldest in our year group, and he was the first one to pass his driving test. Yeah, and and I will never forget us just driving around the mean streets of Sidmouth in Devon, um, <laughs> blaring out Dre two thousand and one, and and when when we kind of um you know I moved away and our, our paths kind of separated a little bit i'm very lucky so you know my friends uh, my kind of group of mates when i was growing up um we're all still friends you know even though we obviously live in different places we are all kind of connected so you know we we when sorry when we had a chance to meet up again we literally at the age of like in fact we would do it as soon as this lockdown is free i can pretty much guarantee as soon as we're out of isolation i will get in a car with dave and lewis who are <laughs> uh, the closest kind of to us and and we will go around sidmouth blaring out uh, <laughs> dr dre 2001 wow what a great album what a great album yeah see dre is dre dre is phenomenal and the work that he's done is just it's just mad and what i love is that you know just a few albums of just passion that he had has just taken him to astronomical levels in this world. Oh, I'm incredibly so incredibly so. Yeah. And I mean that, that album is, you know, it's a seminal album. It is just, it's just incredible. And uh, I mean, I, a, I'd be very surprised if anyone hasn't listened to it, but, but it's, it's interesting. This whole kind of, um, is it a biopic where like the Johnny Cash walk the line? That's a biopic, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, straight out of Compton, you know, I don't know if you have you seen that. It's a great film. Yeah, what a film! What a and film. you know, from from us kind of little white boys down in Devon, yeah, you know, we we couldn't be really further removed from the world that they're talking about. But but equally, oh, it's just incredible to 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 watch the film is great, but to kind of learn a little bit more about the the history behind behind the the artists and behind the lyrics that that we would just we would just spit bars for days and it was so much fun yeah so much fun uh, there's a documentary on netflix at the moment um i can't remember what it's called but it's about essentially about dre and kind of um and andy irvine the the guys behind beats um okay and, and halfway through that they they go to the last kind of shoot of, of straight out of compton and like dre goes there to watch like kind of you know the car crash and things like that and it's um yeah, absolutely stunning. And and Dre's got he, he Do you mean uh, the Defiant Ones? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Absolutely. Defiant ones. The Defiant Ones. I haven't seen I haven't seen that, but I've heard about it. Yeah, that's the one. Um and it's it's absolutely brilliant. And mm. I I recommend you go out and watch it because there's and to be fair, 
anything on Netflix is is amazing. The other day I watched the brand new ZZ Top documentary that's on there. Okay, cool. Um, and those guys were just mental, like like you, properly mental. Can I um can I give you a trivia fact that you may or may not know about ZZ Top, please? Um, so one of the members of ZZ Top uh, is called Frank Beard. Mm. Um, and he's the one in ZZ Top without a beard. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, the drummer. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah those guys Those guys were mental. So I'll give you another ZZ Top fact. Please. So they went on tour for the first time, the three of them. And they were just mm. like, how can we stand out from everybody else? So they thought that they'd take Texas to the rest of the US. Right. So what they did is they essentially took a zoo of all Texan animals like <laughs> like a road show <laughs> and wow. at these gigs there would be these you know massive cows and all <laughs> like all of these farm animals that then people in the city that would have never have seen them before can come and meet and take texas to to the cities absolutely incredible wow. that is amazing yeah <laughs> i must admit when, when you said they're going to take texas to the rest of the u.s i thought you meant oil and racism but um <laughs> um I'm very that's, that's a very broad brush in which i've stroked the texas texan people um i've never been to texas and if we have any texan listeners um that was a joke 100 percent, you're lovely um, <laughs> Uh, I just un- un- unless you, unless you're you know racist then, uh, well, then, then you're, you're not <laughs> obviously we don't like you but um those i think those days have gone um i mean that's a that's a whole other world of uh, podcast conversations <laughs> isn't it? but um but yeah oh that is an interesting fact well i never knew that there you go yeah that's i only learned that from the documentary very nice that's thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously, kind of hip hop. I think I think hip hop obviously came about. It kind of really rose to prominence just as just as I was kind of getting into music. I guess certainly. Mm-hmm. Ob- I mean, obviously that's a a foolish thing to say in many ways because it was it would have been happening, but just not to my kind of knowledge. But but yeah, I mean, I look at artists like Eminem, for example. So the Eminem side of things and the Eminem story you know is is one of proper inspiration and it's the first kind of it's the first time I remember I remember watching 8 Mile again we're referring to so many kind of musical films but I think that's all right you know I think yeah um, that, that's at the end of the day musical films and documentaries that's where you learn about these people and that's where that you kind of you get on board with their their kind of personality and that you know their their message yeah, absolutely, and and there aren't, um, you know, not everyone has one, which is is cool. Um, but but yeah, certainly the the Eminem style, you know, is so so kind of visceral and so raw and so just so talented. You know, some of his some of his lyrics and calling out famous people and celebrities and stuff, and and the way that he kind of inspired but also scared a generation. You know, it was just it I, it was unparalleled and. You know, he mentions um, he mentions in in one of his songs about swapping his fans with Dre's, you know, um, <laughs> and and that's it's such a good point because it kind of crosses it crosses barriers and builds bridges almost. And, you know, if, if there were kind of, you know, we've used we've used very lightly. But, you know, if if racism unfortunately exists, obviously, but but I think that people like that who are kind of um hopefully kind of building bridges as i say and crossing crossing the line if you like and and associating themselves so you would i don't know what i'm trying to say really but do, do you know what i mean in terms of what the 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 power and the impact that that someone like eminem has had yeah absolutely and i think if you think about it this way so hip-hop in america had such a massive resurgence because 
um you know it was it was on the streets it was like in their blood it, it, you know on, on the east coast and the west coast and yeah, yeah. you know there were riots about it and all the all the english saw was just was just the news it was just the news of kind of there's riots in the streets of la because of you know the black uprising and and, and hip-hop um and and we didn't really get it and then the music started to trickle through and then you know the english went i think they went instead of like you know we're not listening to this because it, it's it's black history we're listening mm. to this because f- fuck this is cool like 100 and it's you know it's it's got such an amazing beat and that's why you know you can kind of you can if you listen to any hip-hop tracks you can hear dre in every one because every artist in hip-hop has their own little thing and dre will always have like a melodic little uh kind of a melody behind it um yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can always hear dre in one of his songs and if he's produced anything you're like you can just hear dre in it if you if you distinctive dre exactly it will always stand out and that's why i love hip-hop because you know any band can recreate a guitar tone if you have the right pedals whereas to recreate production is nigh on impossible i think that that's really cool and i think that you know as we do like a virtual tick list almost of of artists that we can say yeah for sure have inspired then i'm i'm happy to put i'm happy to put i'm a million percent happy to put dre in the the uh, the winner's corner the winning the winner's enclosure should we call it a winner's enclosure absolutely yeah and i think uh you know if we were to make the perfect band for example yeah out, out of these inspirations dre for sure would be on production mm-hmm. like cool. he he would be the guy he'd have all of the re- you know the recording that's an stems. idea mate let's do it so the the purpose of this podcast we've got to come up with a band by the end of the pod. an inspirational band oh Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So, nice. Yeah, I think Dre Dre will take all of the stems that the other guys record, mm-hmm. and he will be he'll there and he'll produce the whole thing. Okay. Nice. Okay. So we've got our producer. That's got our, fine. We've got that's, our producer in. Yeah. That's a winner. Oh, what a lovely idea. Good. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I love the fact that we've kind of come up with the idea on the fly, but um, it's the second time we've done this. Yeah, the is, last, yeah, but what I'm worried about is the last time that we did this is that we ended up. I've got now do a live comedy set. So where's this going to go? Well, exactly. <laughs> um, like I say, man, who knows where this is going to go? But that's that's all good. Um, okay, cool. So I think I think then if we've got our producer, let's let's think about other elements of of bands. Now this is probably where it's going to come more into your your forte. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've, I I can talk lyrics and I can talk a little bit of kind of what I know. But let's go drummers. All right. Mm. So you're you're learning drums at the moment, yeah? I am. I am indeed. Yep. Going nice. very well. Going very well. Good. 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 Um, not well enough for you to make the band yet, Big Ed. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so my knowledge of drummers, you know, I, I did used to work many moons ago for a, a drumming magazine. So when you say some names, I will um, I, I will recognise them. I'm sure. But off the top of my head, I'm thinking Ringo Starr, uh, who. <laughs> As I'm sure you've probably heard, Ringo Starr, someone in the Beatles, it might have been McCartney, um, was asked, oh, is Ringo Starr the best drummer in the world? And he went, Ringo Starr's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Um, <laughs> anyway, I didn't tell, you, didn't tell you I did impressions as well, did I? Yeah, that was great. Um, uh, and, you know, Dave Grohl, who I know was a mm. uh, drummer in... Uh, obviously Nirvana. So, so yeah, hit me. Who, who, who should, who should be in our? It's, I think you've said him. I think for me, it would be Dave Grohl. So, okay, 
I Dave Grohl when as soon as I said the idea of kind of creating this band, I was just like, well, Dave's got to be in there somewhere because he is my biggest. I think my biggest inspiration in the general music area. And I thought, well, where can we put him? We could we could have him as guitar. We could have him as frontman. But actually, I think Dave Grohl should be in the back because there. If you look at a drum kit and you see, you know, your crash and your ride cymbals at the back, and they are just stood like seven foot tall over the drums, you know who's on drums at that point. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you are looking at a Dave Grohl drum kit right there, and it's just, it's just absolutely monster. And he did that so he could swing up and hit him as hard as he could. Nice. And, and it was just iconic. Not only that, but Dave was a fantastic, fantastic drummer. You know, he didn't just play in Nirvana. He played in in, in his break between uh, Nirvana and the Foo Fighters. I say his break is more forced break. Um, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he, he did quite a lot of work with different bands. Um, yeah. And he appeared on like a few like one-off like Saturday Night Live shows and stuff and did a, did a few works with different bands. And it was... He, was he, he did, in Queens of the Stone Age? He did do it. Yeah, he did a little bit of Queens yeah. of the Stone Age. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that just goes to show you like he, he, he can go anywhere with his kind of... I know it's, it's still very kind of heavy rock, but you listen to it and you're just like, oh, that's Dave on the kit. And you can mm. like you listen to the first album of the Foo Fighters. He recorded that entire album. Wow. He started with the drums and then just started adding on instrument after instrument until he made the album at home. And like that to me is just huge. And you can just hear that he's he's on each instrument. And it's just amazing. One of the most recent things that he did, he did an album called Play. And it was a solid, I think it's 23 minute long, not cut bit of music. And he played each instrument. I think there was three drum kits, two bass guitars, loads of guitars. Oh, wow. And and he, what he did, he's, he said like, he'd get to like 20 minutes, he'd start getting absolutely knackered, make a mistake, and then have to start again on that instrument. Eesh. And he'd do it again and again and again. And there's a documentary that goes with it. And he basically did it. The whole premise of the thing was so that he could, he could show kids what you could do at home. And it's okay to write music in your bedroom. And it's okay to just experiment with different things. And like the message that that guy sends, he is the nicest guy in rock and roll. Like he, you know, he defines mum rock. <laughs> and I think like he, he should be, he should be in this band. And I think the drums are the most perfect place for him to be. Sorry, I'm getting, okay. I'm getting a bit emotional about Dave Grohl, but you are, yeah, yeah. I am um, very, Grohl, very. It's quite funny actually because I'm literally staring at him right now because um he did a piece in Kerrang magazine, uh because it's the Foo Fighters, I think it's their their twentieth or their twenty fifth anniversary. Um, and they, they they he's basically gone album through album, on, okay. On each, uh, on each page of like just talking about each album, and it's just stunning. And I I think as not only as a drummer but as as a complete human, he's beautiful. He's your boy. He is the boy. Okay. So um, I mean I'm i'm thinking now I've, I've cast my mind back a little bit to so i i used to work for rhythm magazine um which is or certainly was you know one of if not the 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 best drumming mag out there and while my role wasn't particularly exciting i was selling advertising space in it um you know it did it did mean that i was exposed to to that industry and and I'm really, really glad that we've kind of had this conversation, actually, because it's, it's reminded me of just some of kind of the, the covers. And, you know, it's not it's a it's a world that I know because I know what the drums do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking about um, you've got the, the famous kind of 
couple of the real famous ones ginger baker um massive drummer passed away i think last year yeah Um, i think so so you know uh, as well as um obviously ringo Starr, who i mentioned keith moon was another massive one yeah phil collins he was a great drummer so phil collins so this seems like a fairly good opportunity to talk about um a bit of a legend of the pod i suppose is that yeah. all right yeah absolutely. I, I think we should I think yeah we should. 100% i think it's right to do so um so we both know and are friends with uh, a, a chap called paul i won't mention his full name in case he doesn't want the recognition but um if he does then he'll tell us and and we'll be able to give him a proper shout out next week um but but we worked with Paul and Paul took the time when he listened to the first episode. He's, he's listened to everyone and has been so, so supportive of it, which is great. But he listened to it and uh, A, said that he really loved it, which which meant the world. But B, took the time to kind of offer some suggestions and some feedback to us. And and it's just been so helpful to have kind of another pair of ears. You and I obviously listen to it back and we love it. And, you know, we're we're loving doing it, by the way. And we're really proud to to be kind of just spending some time together and uh, and and sending it out but but yeah for someone else to take the time to to share that love with us it meant the world so thank you to paul um and the the link to phil collins the tedious link what what was that sam (laughs) so paul paul hates phil collins (laughs) (laughs) um with, with with a complete passion and i i get it i get it but it's a joke that we have with him and you know what? I've heard so many different rants as to why he ha- hates Phil Collins that I can't really give you a quick answer as to what it is other than, you know, Genesis had too long a keyboard solos and then Phil is just a miserable old man who just doesn't do anything other than frown. Um, and I think Paul just despises him. Um, However, let it be said, uh, if you are listening, Phil... Um, this is absolutely your platform to to retort. Uh, in fact, we would welcome you. Uh, so get in touch if you want to defend yourself. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, then send, let us know. Send us an email at uh, commusicianpod at gmail.com and we will forward that on to Paul. And, uh, and as long as your email address is therealphilcollins at gmail.com, then, <laughs> then we'll know it's legit. You know? We don't want anyone pranking us. good well um so yeah i yeah there are some legendary drummers out there and i'm not saying that you know uh there aren't better technical like technical drummers out there Mm. but But it's about what inspires and has inspired you i guess exactly and 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 us um and if you know you feel free if you think that you'd prefer a different drummer let's argue argue about it um but I can't argue, mate. I can't argue. A, because I don't know that many. <laughs> um, but B, because I, d- I wouldn't want to, you know. I, I, my my limited knowledge of drumming is such that if, if someone said to me at gunpoint, right, name me three drummers hmm. or, or you're dead, you know, I've, I've mentioned them already. It would be 100% Ringo Starr, Dave Grohl and, and now Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Very good. Cool. Well, um, yeah, I think Dave Grohl needs to be in there because he he is he is a livelihood of a band. I think um, he brings a lot to them. Um, you know, yeah. you look at if, if you look at, you know, bands like Nirvana, they don't get me wrong. They were absolutely amazing. I never got the opportunity to see them live because they unfortunately, you know, uh, <laughs> we're no we're no more when i was born let's say um yes so you know i think dave you've you know, got you've got to know that as as a comedian some of the things that are 
popping through my head right now when when you were trying to claw your way through that sentence some of the things that i was trying to say you've, you've got to know that i did really well to to hold my tongue Is that right? <laughs> absolutely yeah thanks Good. thanks so much for that um thanks but yeah he was always kind of in the back and he was he was always happy he was always smiling which kind of went against some of their music mm. um when you look at some of their gigs online um so yeah i think 100 percent get him in the band get him in the back and uh where where else do you want to go then I think, um, I mean, already I love the fact that we've potentially got Dave Grohl working with Dr. Dre. I think that that is, um, that is something that <laughs> what a pair. hasn't hasn't happened um, to my knowledge. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Dr. Dave uh, is out there, but um, <laughs> deserve more, mate. To be honest, deserve more. <laughs> Dr. Dave. Go Dr. On. Dave. So, what other what other areas are we looking at for for our band? I feel like. I feel like we've we've obviously got some work to do here. Yeah, well, I think what we should do is we should keep it to two guitars, bass, and maybe a singer. Why don't we keep it at that? So because otherwise you singer, could singer or two, singer or two, because otherwise you could go to Lynn Skinnerd and have three guitars, and you know you could or we could go Philharmonic Orchestra and you know have yeah. thirty six people or however many they've got. Um, if we if we get to a point where the podcast is is um, doing well enough that we can set up like a, a Patreon page or anything like that where we have a reward um, for people that support, then we will do an episode that is a, phil- a philharmonic orchestra <laughs> of our inspirations. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think I think keep it relatively simple. Mm. Uh, so I I w- I really want to make sure that, for example, with with singers, I think I think this this kind of power band for want of a better phrase this inspiration band i want i want both uh a a male and a female singer in yep. the band i think that that's i think that's got to be done mate uh, uh, even saying those words makes me think how the hell are we going to narrow it down yeah um, but, yeah i was just thinking that <laughs> but, but well, okay well we've got to give it a go so so we'll let's let's talk let's talk instruments first because yep. that's going to be more your wheelhouse um and i you know i'd not going to know perhaps that many so are we going should we go bass guitar first let's go bass absolutely and it depends if you want to keep it to my inspiration um a lot of bass players out there i think were inspired by this guy um he was certainly the reason that i picked mine up um again i'm looking at him now because my sister so kindly gave me a signed photograph of the red hot chili peppers okay yeah, yeah. um and i think flea um is going to be top of the list of inspirational bass players um he yeah like i say he's certainly the reason that i started playing um you know i i think as i got better i think i'd learned about 10 of the red hot chili pepper songs and then thought to myself you know what let's not spoil them anymore and i do that with a lot of my music i'll like you know if if i find an inspirational band i'll only learn a few of their songs so i don't spoil them because otherwise you can kind of overplay it and kind of overlearn it um but what what your thoughts on that so I have um, very subtly and uh, cleverly, I think, um, just Googled famous bass players um, <laughs> so that I had something to say in this conversation. Um, and actually, first up was Flea. Yeah. So so Flea is someone who, you know, probably realistically, I mean, I'm looking, I've got here um, Flea, either Jacko or Jaco Pastorius, mm-hmm. Um Jeddy Lee, John Entwistle, I think I've heard of John Entwistle, uh, Victor Wooden, John Paul Jones, Chris Squire, Les Claypool, Jack Bruce, Cliff Burton. I can comfortably say that the only one there that I'm familiar with is Flea. 
Okay. So, you know, the music of the Red Hot Chili Peppers is is music that I'm familiar with and I know and and love, you know. I love some of the songs on some of their albums that I've I've heard. And yeah, Flea Flea can absolutely uh, come and join join the party for sure. Hundred percent. I mean, there there are there are loads of good bass players out there. You might know of like Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, yeah, God, yeah. God rest his soul. Um, there's Pino Palladino. Uh, he's most his most recent work is he works with John Mayer. Okay. Um, is that Paolo Nutini's uncle? <laughs> oh, Peter Palladino. Very good. I like that. That's very, very Thanks. good. Um, yeah, there's there's so many out there that, that could bring something completely different. Like you look at like Marcus Miller. He's like a like a really um, phenomenal slap bassist, and most of his albums don't have lyrics in them. They're just melodic bass playing, instrumentals. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and they're really really good. But I think Flea, you know, Pino is. Pino Palladino is technically amazing. You love that name, don't you? <laughs> well, now now I'm hearing Pino and I'm thinking Pino Grigio. <laughs> Pino good. Grigio Palladino. Pino Grigio if, Palladino. If, if he hasn't set up a wine, uh, um, if he, he's rich and famous enough to own a, a wine valley. And if he hasn't got a wine called Pino Pino, then I'm, I'm not even... <laughs> stop the world, I want to get off. Absolutely. But guys like Pino, he's like technically amazing and he's fantastic. But I went to see John Mayer last year um, and pino is very much a guy that will he has he wears sunglasses on stage he sits at the back next to the drummer and plays perfectly in the pocket but just doesn't move um, but he doesn't interact with any of the band at all okay so that's where i think flea comes in because he's both technically amazing but also runs around stage like an absolute madman like you know he he interacts with the crowd he interacts with the band he's jumping around he's just constant the entire set Fair enough. Um, and I think, yeah, that's that's my my reason for flea, if you like. Nice, you're fleezing. Um, <laughs> I've um, I've seen I've seen the Chili Peppers at I, I want to say V Festival maybe a few years ago, mm. and uh, a you know festivals aren't necessarily the time where I would be looking at the band. Um, you know, I'd be looking at the band, but I wouldn't necessarily be kind of. Um, observing and recognizing formations and stuff like that and yeah, yeah formations it's not football but you know what i mean um and and I, I i remember watching um the red hot chili peppers and and i remember thinking of them as like a cohesive unit and it, it struck me that actually that's that's a really good point because it's not just then they're, they're not just there kind of going through the motions if you like yeah. they were they were properly loving it and and actually now i think about it yeah that that certainly included flea as well so i think if we're looking for inspirations to to get up and and smash the shit out of a show um oh that means we've got another e haven't we have we got an e on all our podcasts now we yeah we have to for forever yeah because we swore once because we've uh, because it's not made for children. No. If you tick, basically iTunes, you've got. A, is it made for children? Is it not made for children? If it's not made for children, it gets an E. Oh wow. Okay. So we so we can swear. Yeah. Holy shit balls. Okay. Cool. Well, that takes the pressure off a little bit. Good. Um, when <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not just FYI, we're not going to be swearing the whole time because I don't think we need to. But um, but that's that's good to know. If if the odd one pops out, then then it's all right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So how many how many guitarists are we having in this um this band? This makeshift 
make make shit make shift motley crew damn I it make shift motley crew i think i think we should go for two okay what's going to be difficult is if you have two guitarists in a band you normally have one who plays rhythm yeah and one who plays lead okay well in in our imaginary band they can both play lead if we want but they'll both play lead and they'll just yeah one will play rhythm while the other one's playing a solo that sort of thing so okay. i'm gonna start I'm going to throw out a few names there and then we'll kind of come back to them. So you've got, when you kind of think about guitarists, you've got the likes of Hendrix, Clapton, B.B. Mm-hmm. King, those sort of guys. Um, uh, who else? Keith Richards, uh, Brian May from Queen. Yeah. Um, I think my first one would be Jimmy. Jimmy Hendrix. Okay. My reason for that is he was so innovative and I can only imagine what he would do if he was still around today. You know, when he so when he first got his guitar, they didn't really make left-handed guitars, and he played left-handed. So he got a right-handed guitar, turned his strings, like flipped his strings around, right. and then because the strings were on the different side, that's where he started to realise that you could get a wah sound. Oh, okay. And then that's kind of generated his whole inspiration for writing the kind of music that he did. So the the god this this really exposes how terrible my knowledge is of guitar so when you say he flips the strings round mm. so you've got like the thin strings and the thick strings yeah and he would literally where the thin one was at the top he put the thin one at the bottom is that what you're saying so basically when you have a like a normal guitar so you'd have your kind of neck in your left hand and you'd yeah, be yeah. playing with your right yeah um you that, that you kind of you got your thick string at the top and your thin string at the bottom Right. But he played left-handed, which means the guitar flips around the other way. So then all of a sudden you've got your thin string at the top and your thick string at the bottom. I'm with you. So he needed to turn those around, but of course the pickups were the wrong way around. So then it picked up a, it, but it picked uh, it up in a different kind of sound. Yeah, very, I very see. cool. Okay, very, very cool. okay. So I, do you know what? How again? Never knew that. And now, now I'm saying the words. I'm like, of course, there's left-handed guitars, but. Um, and I've seen the episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders has a, the left left hand emporium. Yeah. Um, so, so I should have known that. Absolutely. Um, okay, so so Jimi Hendrix then is obviously um, on your arm. Am I right in saying he is? Yeah, he's probably the biggest part of my arm. I think actually. Yeah, absolutely. Mainly because um, of his hair. Mainly because of his hair. <laughs> okay, so so I I never knew that. So um, talk talk me through a little bit of Jimi Hendrix then because. You know, I've I've heard of him and I've yeah. heard some of his songs and you know, Smoke on the Water and stuff like that. Smoke um, on the Water is that right? That's Deep Purple, mate. <laughs> You're about bow 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 maybe bow, yeah bow, bow. That's Deep that Purple. No. <laughs> What's Jimmy? What does Jimi Hendrix do? <laughs> Tell me a famous Jimi Hendrix song. Uh, All along the Watchtower. That's what I meant, mate. Same thing. Is it? Watchtower, water, same thing. It's exactly the same thing, just with much worse guitar. That's great. That's staying in the pod because that, you know, shows you. Oh God! Well, at least, at least, at least you know this is authentic, and I'm not just pretending to be an ignoramus. (laughs) Um, What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry, that's got me. That's tickled me. Dear, dear. Any any Jimi Hendrix fans out there have literally just grab their kitchen knife their biggest kitchen knife and they're making their way to Sidmouth right now <laughs> yeah yeah well the good news is I'm not in Sidmouth um <laughs> I mean I am go to Sidmouth um but yeah so so t- talk to me about talk to me about Jimmy then because I know like Jimi Hendrix experience is that a thing or I just the, made yeah. that up as well no absolutely the Jimi Hendrix experience so basically Jimmy he was so he he you know kind of got signed into the military as well um so he 
took a guitar out there and kind of was able to play a little bit but not as much and then when he came back um he started playing in a couple of little bands over in the states but didn't really make it until he came to the uk okay um so jimmy went worldwide when he played the first ever woodstock yes that's when he went like that's when he I've heard, I've heard of I've heard of Woodstock 100%. Absolutely. So that's when he went like completely astronomical. Um and he basically he came over here and started playing some gigs in pubs and things like that and um basically then met with a few different um musicians and kind of tried to form a band and then that band started to play bigger shows they got a manager involved um and they then started playing massive shows. And then their, their, their first big, big show, like I say, uh, their manager booked them a ticket to go back across the pond and play Woodstock in America. And that's just when they became, essentially that's when they became the Jimi Hendrix experience that we kind of know now. Right, okay. Um, to begin with, they were playing their first, like, you know, 10, 15 songs that they had, and then that was it. Um, and people both loved it, but both hated it. He, when he was starting out, Jimmy would... Um, he just played backing tracks in, in different bands. Um, so he was just there in the background playing rhythm guitar. And you can just hear, you can just hear Jimmy there, just sat in the background. You can All you can hear is his guitar. Um, it's, yeah, he's absolutely fantastic. So Jimi Hendrix was one of, I think I'm right in saying, was one of many, many famous people who died at the age of 27. Is that right? They're he in the was. 27 Club? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a point if you can tell me where he died. What city? Um... I did this at a pub quiz. Um, oh God, was it? Was it England? Was it? Um, yeah, it was. Was it, it London? It was London. Yeah, he died was in it? London. Yeah, there's, a, there's an apartment in London. Um, that wow. He died in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's an apartment in London that he died in. That's probably worth a load more money because he died there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or listed um, or something. God. But yeah, he. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, he did join that kind of that twenty seven club. Um, but it just goes to show you the power that Hendrix had in able to write the kind of music that he did uh, and, and go as he far as he did. can't have had that long a career, can he, really? Obviously, no. if he died then. Exactly. And you think that he you know, was enlisted into the army as well. Mm. So, yeah, it really wasn't a, a long career at all. And just how much he blew up. Just imagine what it would be like if he was still around today. Of course. Um, so, s- stupid question again. What, what was it he died of? Was it drugs overdose? It was a drugs overdose, yes. Yeah, Jeez. as like so many of them. So many, yeah. so many. Um, okay, so so Jimi Hendrix then. We, we'll, we'll end that little kind of Jimi Hendrix section on a, on a positive, uh, which was that he, you know, to my un, unskilled brain, you know, he's as far as i'm concerned one of the most famous guitarists that's that's ever lived yeah and you know for someone who whose life was kind of so tragically cut short for them to have that much of a lasting impact for sure i think that's i think that's inspirational in in of itself so absolutely i think you know he he was the i think in my opinion the first person who took blues chucked in a hell of a load of funk and then put it into a rock band and nice. that that to me you know you know before the 70s he did all of that and that to me just if it wasn't for Jimi hendrix i don't think the 60s would have ever been so impactful get in the band Absolutely. get in the band yeah lovely we have our guitarist now what I i'm do. going to suggest now because we are we are getting on 
as as we were, I would suggest that this now becomes a two-parter. So holy I, sugar snaps! I think what was going to happen is we will finish today mm-hmm. with a roundup of who we've got in our band so far. That's a good shout. And what we've got left to go, and then we'll release another episode of who's going to finish in our band. And if you're listening and you think that we've got anything wrong, yeah, you think that you want anything changed, or you think you know somebody that should be in our band that we haven't even mentioned and there will just fyi we are aware that there will be many many people <laughs> yes there will yeah like there's yeah there's, there's genres of music that we both enjoy um and that's why they are inspirations to us and that's why they're going in this band um, but if you think we missed anything or do you think there's a cool fact that we should know about about people that we've mentioned then do get in touch um how can they get in touch fits so the easiest way is by dropping us an email on commusicianpod at gmail.com. Shout out to anyone who has done that. Thank you very much. Uh, and then we're on the socials. The socials are lit uh, at <laughs> commusicianpod. Is that the phrase? Is that what cool kids say? That, well, yeah, God, I guess old. you are. Um, cool. So let's do a rundown. Who have we got in our band? So our producer, artistic director, um, uh, is 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 going to be Dr. Dre, no yep. doubt about it. Um, he we both agreed was kind of a real inspiration for us as as listeners, and also kind of inspirational to the world of certainly music and and hip hop. So yeah, Dre Dre is our um, producer. Absolutely. Sure. So Dre's producer. Then we've got Dave Grohl on drums. Um, mm-hmm. with his you know iconic kind of drum stance with his two massive cymbals right at the top peeking over and then just mm-hmm. his kind of input that he has in every band that he's been in i think yeah. he definitely deserves to to be in there um and then our uh final for this episode at least um bass, bass player uh sorry we've got um, a bass player as well of course we have bass player yeah my bad my bad so um our bass player was of course flea um and flea flea i you know not least of which because he's one of the only ones that i've ever heard of um but <laughs> but also because of his uh kind of work getting getting in amongst the the band being in the pocket yes um Very good is uh he is going to be our bassist and actually quick cool fact about flea so mm. is in his book uh he was given a bass guitar and then two weeks later, well, he was told that in two weeks, you're going to have your first gig. So he learned how to play the bass in two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And then, like, obviously, he might not have been where he's at right now. <laughs> well, um, yeah. But, yeah, he then he had two weeks to learn it and, and did so and then got out and playing. And that he was about, I think he said he was about 13 in the book or so. Didn't have happened. didn't have Facebook and YouTube to distract him though, did he? He certainly didn't. Um, no. <laughs> uh, that's that is a cool fact though. Yeah, um, it, is, it makes me think that I have got some work to do to learn. <laughs> um, our guitarist is Jimi Hendrix. So Jimmy unfortunately died when he was twenty-seven, but in that short amount of time that he was with us, he put down some of the coolest music um, known and still listened to today. And if you haven't listened to too much, Jimmy. Um, just take some time while you've got it, while we're all in isolation, get in your garden while it's sunny, put some headphones on and just chuck, just chuck some Jimi Hendrix on. Um, I recommend that you start. He did a kind of a more blues down version of some of his songs called Voodoo Chili Blues. And I recommend that you start with that because that's a really nice way into hearing how well he plays the guitar, but also then kind of gets you involved to hear some of his more livelier stuff. Amazing. Absolutely. That's a really, that's a really good recommendation. Thank you very much. 
Very well. What's it called? Sorry, Vo- Voodoo Chili Blues. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All right, I'm going to find me some Voodoo Chili Blues. Mm, do absolutely cool. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Um, mate, what an absolute belter of an episode. I really enjoyed that, man. That was a cracking episode. Yeah, that was really, really good fun. I've got to be, I've got to be honest. Obviously, we kind of went off uh, on and did our own little thing, uh, which is cool. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to happen again, I think, um, dear listener. Um, but I know we've only done four episodes. Obviously, I'm aware of that. Um, but I've got to say, that is that is my favourite episode so far, I think. Yeah, um, I, I agree. That was um, that that was absolutely my favourite episode. It's it's so much fun. And it's just nice talking about those that you, you love and those that inspire you. Yeah, damn straight. And I've, I've suddenly realised, as I've said, oh, I know we've only done four. So actually, there's a 25% chance that any of them are my, <laughs> are my favourite episode. But um, but yeah, that was, that was really good. And um, if you have listened before, you'll know that I'm perhaps not the most musically minded of people. So there are some genuine moments of uh, realisation. Um, I will I will struggle to sleep tonight thinking of Smoke on the Water, for example. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been good. And um, highlight I'm of really the show. Excited. Highlight yeah, of the show I, right there. I, I think if you're going to record anything and play it at my funeral, it'll be that bit, won't it? It absolutely um, will. Yeah. <laughs> which is good. Um, but yeah, this is just a really quick kind of... Um, uh, outro message just to say thank you for for listening we do have a plan for the end of every episode um moving forward we are going to be giving some love to our comedy and musical um friends in the industry obviously this whole covid19 situation means that we can't go out and support our our colleagues and chums in in the real world so we want to do our bit and and how are we going to be doing that mate as of next week so as of next week we're starting the spotlight uh spotlight on section and we're just gonna shout out anybody who gets in touch with us with a piece of their work if they they're doing something from home and they're sharing it with the world using the famous interwebs then then we'll we'll post it on our socials and we'll shout it out on the podcast uh, just to try and get a bit more promotion. We know that we've got a reasonably small kind of place in the market, but every little helps, right? It's not the size of your audience. It's what you do with it or something <laughs> to that effect. Um, but yeah, that's that's exactly right. We just want to we just want to do something to, to kind of help. And, you know, it, it's unlikely you'll be able to retire off the back of an announcement <laughs> from us just yet. Um, but if someone listens to your song for example and it really resonates with them then we hope that that is you know we hope that that's reward enough and and i'm sure that it will be yeah it, it's it's all about you know we want to get there's loads of people doing these gigs online we want to get the bums on the seats for those we want to get people mm-hmm. listening to music and and just enjoying this time that we are unfortunately in together exactly make the most of a bad situation as yeah. they say um but anyway more of that next week uh, for now uh, this has been episode four it's been an absolute pleasure um mr turner and it's been an absolute pleasure dear listener we'll see you again soon we will see you next week bye-bye thank you for listening to Com musician pod intro music was gangster life by dirty blueprint this podcast was brought to you by fitz and sam see you next week